Anybody that's ever shot a video has made mistakes. You made them, I made them. Today, we're gonna cover the common mistakes so you can avoid them and have your videos shine. Welcome to This Week in Marketing. I'm not gonna to talk today about video mistakes related to bad audio or bad lighting or video equipment malfunctions or mistakes to avoid. No, no, no. Today, I'm gonna to talk about the top video performance mistakes to avoid because here's the deal. Video, in terms of it as a medium, as a format for marketing, is arguably the greatest marketing medium that has ever existed since the dawn of time. But here's the disclaimer, if and when used as prescribed. Welcome to This Week in Marketing. My name is Jason Pantana. I'm a business coach and national speaker with Tom Ferry, and I am, as always, pumped to have this conversation today. Now, if you're new to the channel, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and the bell to turn on notifications so that you're alerted whenever we publish new content. And also, if this training resonates with you, it would mean a bunch to us, algorithmically speaking, if you could smash that like button. Now, I'm sure you're familiar with Murphy's Law, which says everything that can happen will happen, right? Well, Murphy's Law for social media says everything that can be video will be video. What do I mean by that? Well, if you look at Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and whatever, pretty much every time they conduct a survey of their users and say, what would you like to see more of? Everybody says, I wanna see more video. Yet the irony is fewer and few people are willing to make that video. They just wanna consume more video, so you do the math on that. But the other factor to consider here is that every platform keeps making more ways to make more video. Short form vertical videos, long form videos, stories that disappear with video, 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 video. Now is the time for you to step up to the plate and leverage video because it is, again, the greatest ever marketing medium since the dawn of time, right? Like that's, I'm gonna herald its praises, video, video, video. That being said, it's also critically important that you avoid common mistakes that others are making when they publish video because video done well will get you way better results than video done poorly. The first mistake we'll visit today is a high bounce intro. What does that mean? Well, that means you kick off a video out of the gate when people are most impressionable about should they stay or should they go, and you're like, hi, my name is Jason Pantana with ABC Realty, and they're like, scroll, click, leave, stop watching, why? Because you're not meeting their expectations of is this video worth my time and attention? Another way I see this mistake committed is people are like, welcome back to episode number blank, blank, blank of blank, blank, blank. Again, this is excess information and it does not address the immediate need of a viewer to assess, is this video worth my time and attention? Or this one gets me too. I'll see like this millisecond or a fraction of a second dead time where it's like, are we, is the recording on? Are we, are we going? And there's that millisecond that's sometimes left at the beginning of a video and that's dead time, that's scroll time, that's bounce time, that's a high bounce intro. And the last way I typically see this high bounce intro committed is like a bumper, which is basically a video clip with your logos, like a theme song and that kind of thing that sometimes plays at the beginning of a video. All of these are an excuse for people to leave, to bounce, to stop watching your video, which algorithmically damages the potential of that video's performance. There was a study that Facebook did recently where they took a ton of videos and they analyzed metrics. And here's what they found. They found that if somebody is willing to watch the first three seconds of your video, statistically speaking, nearly half of those people will go on to watch 30 seconds or even longer. In other words, the battle for attention is in the first three seconds. You've got to hook viewers right away and you can't do that with a high bounce opening. Number two is no CTAs. In other words, no calls to action. Now, I don't mean necessarily like, hey, call 555-5555 to buy or sell your house today. I don't mean that 
per se, I more or less mean engagement CTAs, engagement calls to action. Like for example, click here, share this, make sure to watch until the end, leave a comment below, those types of interactions. I want you thinking like with every video you create going forward, before the camera is rolling, what is the engagement I want from viewers? And don't like do too much of it, just enough of it, but make sure you invite people into interactions. So for example, I might say to you right now, hey, what's your go-to call to action? Tell me in a comment below. Number three is needlessly long pauses. Like that. <laughs> now I'm not saying that you have to have your video editor shave off every breath, every pause between every sentence so that your video when in its finished product state is basically one giant run on sentence. That can actually be equally stressful for viewers and cause them to bounce because there's no time for their brains to even absorb what the video presenter is saying. Yet at the same time, if you have long pauses or big old gaps that are unnecessary, it creates an inflection point for a viewer to say, I'm done, and then they scroll on to the next video or they click to watch something else. They bounce, in other words. And we know, algorithmically speaking, every platform wants to hold people's attention. So the longer or the more of your video somebody watches, obviously it's gonna perform better algorithmically speaking in, in the feeds, whether it's YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, or whatever it is. So find that healthy balance. It's not that I want you to shave off every pause in the post-production editing to the point where it's stressful for the listener, for the viewer, but I do want it to be steady. If you have long, unnecessary gaps, those gaps create windows of opportunity, footholds for viewers to leave and go bye-bye and watch another video. You know, when somebody says, hey, Jason, it perks my attention, right? Because they're beckoning me, they're calling me by my name. And one of the mistakes I see video creators make is a failure to name the audience to whom they are speaking in the course of their video. And really, it stems back to a lack of planning. When you make a video, who is it for? Is it for buyers? Is it for sellers? Is it for both? Is it for people who live in a specific subdivision? I'm not saying to get like pedantic about the audience, but I'm just saying like, again, when somebody says, hey, Jason, I perk up and listen because that's my name. And in your videos, when you personalize it, when you say who it's for, anybody who fits within that category, you're gonna capture their attention for a longer duration than you would have if you had not named your audience. So for example, right now I'm talking to real estate professionals who make video as a form of marketing. Hey, video creating realtors, you need to name the audience to whom you are speaking in each and every video, which means you need to think through in the planning stages of each and every video, who is this for? And mistake number five is near and dear to my heart. I've dubbed it cheap laughs. Now, as I've been looking at a lot of especially short form vertical videos, TikToks, Reels, YouTube shorts, and so forth, where there's humor involved, I'm seeing a lot of cheap laughs, a lot of jokes that are meant to be kind of inside jokes amongst agents, whereby they're at the expense of buyers and sellers, the very consumers we serve. In my opinion, this is not gonna bode well for your brand. It may result in some immediate laughs with other agents, ha ha ha, that's so funny, but if you're making a joke implicitly or expressly at the expense of the consumer, the buyer and the seller, the people that, are hiring us and paying us to do our jobs, to me that's gonna bode poorly for your brand in the end, for all of our brands in the end. Now, that doesn't mean you can't make self-deprecating jokes or laugh with the consumer, but it does mean that if they're the butt of the joke, it's a bad joke. Number six is the mistake of competing messages. I find a lot of times people do videos, especially like short form vertical videos, reels, TikToks, and YouTube shorts, 
that are like three tips to get your house ready for market. When in reality, that probably could have been three separate videos and you're leaving opportunity and content on the table. There's this quote I love that says, perfection is achieved when there's nothing left to be taken away. Have you done the work or are you doing the pre-work when making videos to really truncate down to what is this video about? What is the core competence, the main message, make the main thing the main thing of this video? Like today's video is straight up about video performance mistakes. That's it, end of story. What's your next video about? And finally, mistake number seven is what I have lovingly dubbed, does something hurt? Now this is me being a goofball, but sometimes I watch a lot of videos where there's this expressionless face and they may have good inflection in their voice, like intonation, it goes up and down, it's compelling, but their face is just expressionless. Their eyes don't move, their mouth doesn't move, their body doesn't move. And this is an invitation to you to think through critically, what is my body language when I'm on video? Am I actually reinforcing my message or am I relying only on my words? Because guess what? There's actually more seen in what you communicate than what is heard through words. And it takes both working in tandem together, your body language and your words to really communicate a message. Make sure you quote unquote, smile with your eyes, smile with your face and bring people into the message that you're communicating. And there you have it, the top video performance mistakes to avoid. Look, video is an amazing format. It's an amazing medium. And I wanna see you leverage it to the next level. Now I'm curious, tell me to comment below of the seven mistakes we went through, which one do you think is the biggest mistake? And if I missed a mistake, please, please, please add it into the comment thread. What else? What are other common mistakes that we see happening when it comes to video marketing? And don't say talking too fast or bobbling my head. Thanks so much for watching This Week in Marketing. Be sure to tune in next week for This Week in Marketing. See ya.